doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of time. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. The season is officially over, and I think we oh. all are just happy that um, we may not have to hear about Tom Brady soon because he won the Super Bowl and we can forget about him. Is that how it works? I, I don't I know. I think so. I'm pretty sure he's going to play until he's 55. Uh, he probably so. will. Uh, he's already said he's planning on coming back, and Bruce Arians yep. is going to, well, yeah, we're going to get this done, and Levante Davis not going anywhere, so now the Bucks are going to start their dynasty, and we're going to have to deal with this for another 10 years. And uh, here's, here's a question I should have brought up every single quarterback, but here's a question. Do you think the Bucks win with win, win the Super Bowl with – Kirk Cousins. No. <laughs> Dak, Dak Prescott. Probably not, but he was having a really good year before he got hurt. He was having a good Stats don't always mean anything. True. Everything. But um, I could see it with Aaron Rodgers. I could see it with somebody like Drew Brees, although he wasn't really performing the way that he was earlier in his career. Right. Um, I could see it with a, a few guys. But even with Russell Wilson, it's like almost, I don't know if they could have. Well, Russell Wilson a, wouldn't have been running for his life in Tampa. I mean, you and I could have played quarterback with that offensive line. I mean, you bring in a guy yeah. like Tristan Wirfs, who had one sack given up and one penalty since week five. Like, that's a yeah. good offensive line. Uh, there's no doubt they have a good offensive line. I'm just, I'm just I want to sit here and just kind of think about the guys that I think could have won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. We know Jameis Winston would not have. No, no. So it is a severe, it is a ginormous <laughs> upgrade from Winston to Tom Brady. Of course. Now, somebody like Aaron Rodgers, like I said, I could see that happening, but it, it, there's a lot of people saying out there that, you know, that, that Bucks team is just really good. That's why they won. You know, Brady had something to do with it, but it wasn't. All him. I know it's not all him, but like at the same time, there's a very few amount of quarterbacks that I think could have won the Super Bowl with that team. I don't think it. It's just it, every year, the quarterback of the Super Bowl winner is at least above average. Even when Eli Manning won the Super Bowl, he was an above average quarterback. He wasn't su- superb, but he was good enough. And I, all I. All I really well besides Trent Delfer, we don't have there's there's um, anomalies all over. There's the place. a couple, but but it's just fact of the matter is when, to win the Super Bowl you have to have a good quarterback at the very least. And Tom Brady's been to ten; he's won seven. I don't know how else <laughs> you can what else you can say. I mean, it sucks. I I don't like him, but he. You don't have to like him. <laughs> according to. The amount of wins that he's gotten, he is the greatest of all time, and that sucks to say, but you can't you can't argue with. I mean, you can. I trust no, me. Well. I know <laughs> firsthand that people can argue with it, and you can have your beliefs 
all you want based on whatever stats that it is that you're looking up. But at the end of the day, win is a win, and that's what I'm going off of. And, yeah, there, there's not much you can argue about that. There, there's, I've got plenty of little stat tidbits here and there, but we've got to immediately look at the other side of that coin and Patrick Mahomes. He, oh, my gosh. He did everything possible in his power to try yep. and lead the Chiefs to a win and even just get some points on the board other than a field goal. Uh, he yep. made there's like two, three or four drops two that at least amazing unbelievable throws that went down as incompletions and will yep. eventually be forgotten by the majority of people i will yep. never forget those throws the first one was the one where he spun around twice on the sideline trying to avoid a sack <laughs> and still how many times did he spin around twice because <laughs> that's that's probably the biggest story. Yeah. He had spun around like about 40,000 times in that game because the offensive line was awful. It was, anyway, I mean, continue. we talked a little bit about it, but anybody that I know in person that I've talked to about the Super Bowl, uh, I tried to get them to understand that what they witnessed on that Chiefs offensive side of the ball is what I watched for 16 games with the Eagles. And that is what our quarterbacks were doing every single week. And I was like, the the first quarter, I know it wasn't over, but when I saw Mahomes running for his life in the first quarter, I'm like, this game's over. Uh, I mean, whatever yeah. you want to think about this, uh, these two teams and these two quarterbacks, there is zero chance that a good defense just, is not going to take advantage of that offensive line. I feel like the Chiefs, even Kelsey had a drop, and it's just like, what is happening here? Like, yeah. if they would have, if they would have just caught some of the balls, momentum could start shifting, and then then they could end up being in that game. I don't know if they win it, but it's just that offensive line won, just horrible. Yeah, I, it it's as about as bad. <laughs> Network's rating with a party of six. Hello, right. Network. Appreciate that. I, I forgot I changed the uh, the tone for that particular. <laughs> it just keeps going. It does. Like it does. Does you know? It's it's a special event. <laughs> we need to uh, celebrate it. But yes, thank you, network. How are you doing this fine evening? Well, it's probably not even evening where you are, but that's all right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so back to Mahomes. Uh, he is having surgery to repair a torn planter plate yep. in his foot. Also known as turf toe. We've already had heard about that before the game. So yeah. to see what he did with turf toe and That's all the I'm running saying, around man. he did. If, oh my goodness. If you didn't know that he had turf, toe, you wouldn't know. No. There's no way. I mean, he he was fully mobile. It probably just hurts. And so he's powering through it. And that, right. I'm sorry, but Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> is, to me, is a stud. If, if they can cheer up that offensive line, but I don't know how they're going to. They're going to pay Patrick Mahomes for the next nine years, yeah. like a thousand trillion billion quadruple dollars. <laughs> There's another sound bite that I'll have to cut out. I appreciate <laughs> that. Was that was purposeful, though. I know, I know. That was on purpose. Not everybody's going to realize that. Um, <laughs> there was, and I don't know if this is a, something that somebody actually tried to figure out. 
Um, but I, I just saw somebody wrote, uh, Mahomes ran for 497 yards in the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, most of it was backwards and sideways and spun around, but uh, I would not doubt that the, he had a, a at least 150 yards of scrambling around wherever that may have took him in that game because it was... I mean, how many times did he go from the middle of the field to the sideline? Yeah, and then sometimes back. I mean, that's and... <laughs> right there. Yeah. So... I mean, the amount of yardage just doing that is going to add up. I mean, it, it was insane to see him just... I didn't honestly think that he was able to scramble like that and still get throws off. Some of them throws that he got <laughs> off. I'm just like, he got that off, and it was relatively close to the receiver. Now, there was almost no chance the receiver was going to catch some of them balls, right. but he's just trying to make something happen and just... He was literally almost down that, on one of them throws, and he's through. He chucked it like forty yards down the field. I'm just like, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've seen Aaron Rodgers flick it with his wrist, and it goes forty do- yards down the field, but nope. almost down like that. It just seems really crazy to me. No, nope, that last play that bounced off of uh, Daryl Williams' helmet. Now Daryl Williams isn't you know, a prolific receiving running back like we know no. some in the league. <laughs> but it did hit him right in the helmet. And that throw, Mahomes was practically like Superman vertical with the ground yeah. before he let it go. And that was mm-hmm. something I don't know that I have ever seen uh, in my life watching football. So I, I'm i still impressed with And it, it's, I'm just going to say that I think that <laughs> when you compare somebody like Mahomes to Tom Brady, Tom Brady got the win and, you know, getting the win is the most important thing, but you wouldn't say that Tom Brady is the better quarterback because he's just, he's better at winning. He is. I don't think he's, uh, he is the better leader. No doubt about it. Wherever he goes, there's, there's people follow. There is zero stat that is going to give you a leadership capability when it comes to, you know, even in Madden, do they Except even have Super a, Bowl a leadership <laughs> statistic? Yeah, like, he wins because the people around him really, and you can see it. I mean, oh. at the end of the game, some of them guys were being jerks, but that's kind of how Tom Brady leads. He says, we will win. We're going to be the best, and he's cocky about it. And that's yeah. why nobody really likes him. I, I mean, it's, it's true. Quite frankly, he wins because of the way he is, and it gets the team around him to be. So, you can say all you want. I know that some of the stats don't always back it up, but you can't put a stat figure on the leadership thing that Tom Brady has that no other quarterback in the league has. I have not seen another quarterback no. have that type of leadership in my lifetime, honestly. Nope. Um, and you talked about some of the Kansas City receivers dropping the ball. Um, not only yeah. were they dropping the ball, but in that first quarter, I kept saying, why is Mahomes targeting Byron Pringle uh, <laughs> more often than any receiver out there? Like, I understand he can find anybody and he can, you know, go through his reads, but it felt like he wasn't even trying to get it to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in that yeah. first quarter, and I couldn't understand that. So that even being set aside, the Chiefs punter, had one of the worst performance, if not the worst performance, oh. by a punter in championship history. Of the approximate 110 performances by a punter in the Super Bowl, he is literally the only one to not have a single good punt. 
unbelievable. He did. But it he got called back. Really <laughs> it got called back, and then he shanked it. The next, yes. I, I, I was just like, oh, my gosh, that was a great punt. And then I was you like, saw oh, it on back. Of course. They had the camera behind him. And you saw him punt, and you saw it go straight right, and you're like, "Oh no, that's bad!" And the uh, the Bucks ended up with at like the forty yard line of the Chiefs yeah. right away. You're like, "Here we go." That is huh. another thing. It just the penalties in general. I will say it seemed very one sided in favor of the Bucks. It did right there away. Was a lot of little ticky tack stuff that was just really like come on now you're gonna call that holding but like they he, didn't call it in the packer game holding onto the jersey right exactly well exactly and i just it just seemed really definitely early on but that's kind of set the tone as well because the bucks had the lead early on in that game so it made it really difficult for the chiefs to come back and you hate to see especially in the super bowl that uh penalties kind of dictate where the game kind of is headed. Right. But it did seem like that game was a little bit one-sided on the penalty side. I don't even know how many penalties were called for or against the Bucks, uh, And I don't know how many penalties were called for or against the Chiefs, but I have to imagine there's a, quite a bit more on the Chiefs side as far as them getting called yeah. penalties. Um, Network brings up a good point. Uh, we heard... This person hyped up, a coach hyped up, oh, he's going to be the next big thing. Um, and we have heard very, very little about a landing spot, if any, for Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now, obviously, it wasn't a good performance in the Super Bowl, but you can't game plan for having two seconds to throw the ball or scramble around for your life. So it doesn't matter what your game plan is or how good of an offensive coordinator when you have nobody that can block and nobody that can get open and you can't get Tyreek Hill the ball in space. It doesn't It doesn't matter at all. So I, I am very curious as to why Eric Bieniemy hasn't had more interviews, more opportunities. I mean, there's still you know some spots that he could land, but it it's starting to be a head-scratcher. And he was so hyped yeah. up, and mm-hmm. I don't know. We will, we will eventually <laughs> find out if he's gonna just. Maybe he just doesn't want to go anywhere, and he wants to stay for another year. Maybe he thinks that uh, another Super Bowl run is a good possibility, and it very well could be because the Chiefs should and who knows still have the best team in the AFC. There's a possibility there that him and Andy Reid have had talkings and Reed says, you know, I only got a couple years left in me or something like that. And BM and he might, maybe he just wants to take over. I could be that too. Point. I also uh, could be. But one thing that I'll say is BNME had no chance. That Todd Bowles defense. I mean, Todd Bowles, <laughs> we should get him on the Jets. I mean, that would probably really <laughs> help the Jets. Uh, he should be our head coach and everything will be fine. That sure. uh, seems like a logical thing, but somehow, <laughs> some way, I think there was already a precedent set for that one. Um, <laughs> also, Todd Bowles was a rumored uh, candidate for the Eagles head coaching position at one point this offseason, too. And I was like, man, I remember him being kind of a, mediocre on the Jets. A, he's not a horrible coach. I think when it comes to defenses, he knows how to do defense. But as a head coach, he just seems almost too quiet. Right. Like he doesn't have that 
get up and get out their ability. And we, we went from, from Rex Ryan to Todd Bowles. I mean, that was such a big jump <laughs> yes, for the it Jets was. that it, it felt so weird. And I think that's partially why Todd Bowles didn't have the success, or at least it didn't look like we had the success under him that we did. I mean, we did go to the last game against the Bills. All we had to do was win right. with him and Fitzpatrick, and we didn't do that. You it wasn't not. like he was completely unsuccessful. And I blame you for that still because you I know. that stupid belt. That belt was good for what I needed it to be. It just happened to be red, white, and blue. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a uh, Bill's colors belt, not a Patriots. But unfortunately, they both have red, white, and blue. And yeah. Or yeah. Oh. Well. It doesn't matter because we played the Bills, so it didn't matter what you were saying. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, I've got a couple of tidbits here uh, that just seems weird um, because I've experienced fully the last 25 years worth of football. I, I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I'm starting to see a lot of people that I watched their entire careers of go into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> One of those people... Yeah. Calvin Johnson, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He was one of the best receivers when he played, and he went out before the Lions could ruin him completely. (laughs) That being said, between Tom Brady's third Super Bowl appearance and his 10th, Calvin Johnson had been drafted, retired, and made the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yep. That's insane. Uh, Congratulations to Calvin Johnson because... Uh, it takes a lot to have a Hall of Fame career in Detroit and not lose your mind, not ever making the playoffs or winning a playoff game. Um, and that's that's another – we can go back to last week when we were talking about Stafford and right. Goff and all that. I mean, that's another thing you can bring up. Like, he didn't really do that much when he had Megatron on. Did I say that last week? No, I, think I think you I did bring that, that up, yeah. Because now I'm saying it, but, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it was the greatest trades. But, anyway, back <laughs> on to what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, another interesting tidbit that I didn't realize until I read it, uh, LaShawn McCoy has won his second Super Bowl in a row, uh, the first year with the Chiefs, this last year with the Bucks, without playing a single down or being active in either game. Now, as an Eagles mm. fan, I was like, hey, I love Shady, and I wished he would get a ring somewhere, but I wish it would have been as a part of a team <laughs> that he actually played for instead of just, you know, sat on the sidelines. You know, he could have contributed a little bit. A little bit, you know. something, anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but by virtue of their 38-3 to loss to the New Orleans Saints in Week 9, the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers now own the worst loss by a Super Bowl champion. So at least you can wait, have wait, something wait. there. <laughs> they lost 38 to three in the regular season to the Saints. That loss by a Super Bowl champion in the year that they won the Super Bowl is the worst ever. Wow. So you can hang your head on that one. Tom Brady owns a record for worst loss by a Super Bowl champion. He's the best of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So, because we're talking about him, we might as well just keep talking about the same position because there's there's a lot to break down when it comes to the quarterbacks in 
the National Football League right now. Lots of rumors. Uh, we, yeah. we started last week off, you know, with the Stafford and, and Goff trade. So now we've got a, a billion other quarterbacks that seem to be on the move, but not on the move. And then there's more rumblings and then there's less rumblings. Well, um, did you realize that Taylor Heineke had the best performance against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> it, it should not have been that way. And he just got an, a nice little uh, extension with the Washington football team. I don't know mm. if that means he's going to be the starter, but there are incentives for him starting games. So take that for what you will in Washington, because there's been it's lots of people rumored to be going there too. Um, yeah, but do you have any expectations for Taylor Heineke? No, it's just something you got to keep your eye on. I mean, there's no reason to build up any expectations for somebody like that. But with them types of rumors, you want to just keep a close eye on it and see what see where they go because yeah, who knows what they're going to do with the, at the quarterback position? It could be a number of things, but just. It, there's a lot of little things that are going to happen throughout the entire NFL and let alone just one team. But we got to keep very close eyes on some of these things because if you, if they don't make a decision before you're starting to do mock drafts and whatnot, you're going to, it's going to be, a, it's going to stick out like a, a sore thumb. Oh, sure. it will. It certainly will. I mean, there's no, no reason to draft Taylor Heineke, even if he is announced the starter, you know, with a high pick, unless you're in a uh, super flex or two QB league, you're right, not going to want right. him unless you're like, oh, crap, I got to get somebody, uh, <laughs> you know, like we kind of did this last year in the podcast league where we got Aaron Rodgers. Hooray for us. <laughs> that was a great pick. And oh, then we crap, waited we get a little too oh. late for our second quarterback. Luckily, it was super flex and not two QB, so we could put some other people in there. But we thought yeah. we had the next big thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they just <laughs> benched him for no apparent reason. Um, anyway, uh, again, so many rumors, and I guess we should probably start off with Carson Wentz who seems to be out the door pretty much imminently. And yeah. there are three teams that I have been reading that he might go to. And <laughs> the Bears has been the biggest rumbling. Yeah. Also, the Colts has been right up there because of the connection with Frank Reich. And then there was also some connections to the Texans, which, hey, if there's some way, like, hey, I will gladly give you both Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and get Deshaun Watson back. Like, I'll throw some more stuff in yeah. there, too. I will take Deshaun Watson if that means we can have Deshaun Watson because uh, I don't know what else we could possibly do. Like, if Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson, do they have to find a partner if they want to trade him? Or would they trade him to the Eagles because – it doesn't seem like we have the right pieces to give them back in order to get. Depends on what they want. But, you know, it didn't make sense when they traded away Hopkins nope. for what they g gave up and got in return. So you never know with them. It could be a complete win of a trade. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the Texans, though, before you move on, the Texans. Nope, go, no, go ahead. Texans president Jamie Roots 
is resigning from his position effective today. I don't know uh, okay. why that is, um, but that's just one more piece to that weird puzzle in Houston where their coach gets fired, they had weird trades go down, they end up with David Johnson instead of DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Uh, <laughs> Watt's going to be out of town probably, and Deshaun Watson yeah. says he'll sit out a year if they don't trade him because he's so unhappy with the organization. Uh, and there's just one more thing. The president is resigning of the Houston Texans. Yep. and. That, that's got to be a huge red flag to anybody <laughs> like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sign with the Texans this off season. I don't think they're going to have a lot of free agent signings if they can't get their act together. Well, they won't. If Watson <laughs> is not the quarterback and they don't end up trading him or whatever it is, and he's going to just sit out, who's going to sign there. <sighs> We're not going to win games. You sign there just for the money. If you can't go anywhere else, yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, so that's the first little rumor for Carson Wentz. The second one, obviously, the Colts. I'm not mm. sure what a trade would look like to the Colts. Uh, I I doubt they're going to give up much to get Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, his value has plummeted. So if you're going to go for somebody like Wentz, it's going to be, well, it's, we're just hoping we get the guy that we saw a couple years ago. Yeah. Or three years ago. And you're going to just gamble on that. But there's no chance that you're going to be, you do, there's no chance you're going to give up what you may have done three years ago to get the guy. So there's, I don't, I don't know how the Eagles win in this situation <laughs> other than maybe give rid, get rid of some of that cap because that's a lot of money that they're paying them. But again, who's going to want to pay that? That's a um, big chunk of change when he might not perform at all for you. Apparently, the Bears are getting really impatient with the Eagles in Carson Wentz trade talks. I don't know what that means, but the last rumor that I heard was the Bears were willing to give up a first-round pick, Tariq Cohen, and Nick Foles, which... I don't know how that would work. I mean, hey, is Jalen Hurts our guy, or are we trading Nick Foles to hope he's our savior again, or is he just going to be <laughs> a backup quarterback until Jalen Hurts gets hurt, and then he comes in and is the savior of Philadelphia once again? But if we I can mean, get anything close to that from Chicago, I, I guess uh, I got to take the it. Bears, the Bears would be so stupid <laughs> to do that trade. It's not, not because I don't think Carson can – pull it around and actually be successful. Right. It's because he's not worth that right now. He's not. He's not, I but I, we didn't think Matt Stafford was worth two firsts and a third or whatever it ended up being. Like no, I just no. could, I did not realize that the quarterback market, even for a 33 year old quarterback was that rich where a team was willing to give up that much for what it I thought sucks. was a, a an upgrade but not like a, oh, my God, they are Super Bowl contender upgrades. I still don't think that of the Rams. I think they have a chance to win their division with Matt Stafford, but that's as far as I go. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you make the playoffs, you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But it, it, I, it doesn't – you don't sit there and think – that's another one. We could say, do you think the Bucks win the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford? 
<laughs> well, that, that's a bad example only because Matt Stafford has never won a playoff game in his life. So it doesn't <laughs> feel like it's fair to throw him in that situation. I think he might win a playoff game with that roster around him, but I don't know that he goes all the way and wins the Super Bowl. But again, it, it feels you, weird to put his name in there. Yeah. Do you think the Bucks win a playoff game with Jared Goff? Ooh, boy. Uh, you know, I think they probably could have won one playoff game at least with Jared Goff because their defense was good enough. And that's basically how the Rams won most of their games this year was their defense and Jared Goff just kind of hanging around and uh, yeah. being in the locker room after the game. Like, good job, guys. Uh, what about me? Did I do good? No, sorry, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> you did just enough. Just barely. enough. Just enough. <laughs> um, so then we can move on to a guy like Dak Prescott. He's not under contract. No. He might get franchised and... Apparently, the Cowboys left Dak Prescott off their 2021 hype video that they just did. Now, I don't know what that means. There was a lot of uh, historic greats and stuff on there, but he's kind of your guy right now if you're trying to go that direction and for them just to leave him off their hype video completely seems a little weird. That's kind of strange. I don't know where what other option they could possibly want at the quarterback position right now. I mean, let's say you, for some some crazy way, you get Watson. What? It, that's not an upgrade. I mean, Dak Prescott and Watson are similar type of guys, but Prescott knows that offense. He's probably the best decision yeah. for the for the Cowboys right now. Uh, um, there's just no. You don't want Carson Wentz. That's a that's a downgrade. I don't understand what, I mean, obviously there's no way the Cowboys would get Carson Wentz from the Eagles. That would be they funny. Would never do that. that would be really funny. But, I, I would be very, very conflicted if something like that happened. Cause I'd like to still root <laughs> for Carson Wentz. I, I've always enjoyed what yeah. he's brought to the table, but if he was a Cowboy, I don't, I don't think I could do it. It's just, it doesn't happen. And if you're an Eagles That's fan, like what I've told, it's a little different, but it's like what I've told everybody. If Tom Brady decided he wanted to prove that he was the best and he went to the Jets, I would not watch. <laughs> Literally would not watch the Jets. I, I couldn't. It, it To me, it wouldn't mean anything to win the Super Bowl. And that's... Some people say a Super Bowl wins a Super Bowl win, but when it's Tom Brady, what it wouldn't mean anything. I'd be like, okay, well, he does it. He's great. It's not the Jets. It's Tom Brady. So I wouldn't want it. And, and I haven't, or obviously around here, there's not exactly a lot of Tampa Bay Bucks fans, but I would ask them if I could face to face, what does this Super Bowl win mean? You literally were a 500 football team before Tom Brady with practically the same pieces. Yes, Gronkowski joined him, which actually... Yeah. exacerbates the situation in my Tony opinion you, you bring in guys that couldn't or didn't want to play unless they could play together and Antonio Brown again is another one that was only going to go where Tom Brady was and you bring these guys together you get a Super Bowl win but it doesn't feel the same as if 
We finally put the pieces together. We got our guy. He matured. He started to become a leader. He took us to the playoffs. Then he finally got us into the championship game. Then he took us to the Super Bowl, and we got our Super Bowl win. Um, you just literally took the greatest well, quarterback of all time I'll and just... brought him in and got a Super Bowl, and it feels like you didn't have to earn it. I'll just say this, and for the Bucks fans, I can completely understand why they want to celebrate this. Well, of course. And if I was a Bucks fan, if I was a Bucks fan, and I didn't absolutely hate Tom Brady, <laughs> I would, I would be okay with it. I'd be fine with it. It's a Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's Tom Brady. Because when I'm sitting here thinking about when Brett Favre went to the Jets, I was ecstatic. Right. I yeah. said, finally, we got something that can give us a possible Super Bowl ring. I wasn't super happy that we didn't have Pennington because he was successful. And since then, since Brett Favre, he was the last really successful quarterback that we had. And he wasn't even that great. We were like nine and seven and he was hurt the entire season. We we did a what if on that for the Jets podcast a while back. And if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, that probably would have been your best chance uh, in quite a while, obviously before your defense Got you to a couple of championship games, but that was as yeah. far as they not went. Not because of Sanchez. <laughs> no, not because of Sanchez. Um, <laughs> another rumor out there right now is Marcus Mariota among a possibility for the Patriots. Now, the Patriots are just they're kind of a dumpster fire right now. And doesn't look good. It yeah, they they just they I think they kind of got themselves into a situation money-wise, talent-wise, where they were obviously not a uh, priority landing spot when Tom Brady leaves. And now that we've seen the Patriots without Tom Brady, we've seen how mediocre they can be, but that was with Cam Newton at quarterback. And Cam Newton is definitely not the same Cam Newton. An ex-MVP. Yes. Is that what you were going to say? An (laughs) ex-MVP in Cam Newton. And he just, he wasn't a very good quarterback. He was a great running quarterback and he got a bunch of rushing touchdowns. Great for fantasy. Guess what? (laughs) Didn't translate over to wins at all for the Patriots. No, obviously Marcus Mariota is not going to take that particular team in any direction other than what they already were. But I, if I were Mariota, I would probably welcome the chance and the opportunity to be a starting quarterback under Bill Belichick to, Hey, I've got a shot at least to learn some things here. And maybe this is my chance to be a very, a good quarterback because he's not a good quarterback. We've seen that (laughs) out of him. I mean, obviously we didn't see any of that last year, but two years ago and the year before and the year before we were just like, this is just not good. He wasn't a good quarterback. So if he's going to have a chance, this is it. If if they go out there and get Mariota, but if I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the Patriots are going to obviously do because they don't have. I have no idea. No. I, I I still think, honestly, the only reason they won games was because of Belichick. I don't think that team is any good. I really don't. Uh, I mean. The couple of the wins, and we talked about it before, were schemed in order for them to have success uh, against the Raiders. Yeah. They took Darren Waller out of the picture. Guess what? They won the game. 
so yep. when you can put a good game plan together, and that's what Bill Belichick has always been amazing at is perfect game plans against teams. You know what to expect. You know how to take away their strengths and utilize the weaknesses and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you can do that, it works. But when you don't have the talent to be able to keep up and take away, even if you have the perfect game plan and the talent isn't there to execute, then you figure out, oh, this is what happens when the Patriots don't have the talent that you know Tom Brady took pay cuts for all those years in order for them to have talent at right. all aspects of the game. Uh, we saw the Patriots sign a lot of people to uh, decent contracts on the defensive side of the ball, and it felt like the defense was carrying them for a couple of years there. And, hey, they only allowed the Rams to score three points in a Super Bowl, so their defense was really good <laughs> that year. That yep. being said, we already told you what we thought of the Rams, and we didn't think that <laughs> they're a very good football mm, team. No. Even when they made no. it to the Super Bowl, we were like, I just I don't, I don't get it. I don't think this is going <laughs> to last. And, well, they might be better now. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's not it's Jared different. Goff, so I'm like, oh. I think they might be a little better, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Um, the last yeah. quarterback uh, rumor that I have on our plate today, because who knows what it'll be next week. It seems like something's mm. popping up all the time. But the last one is uh, we're starting to hear more and more about Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I know Matt Ryan doesn't have a lot of years left in him, but I think he can still play at a high level if he can stay upright and if he has a running game. Last year that didn't happen, mm-hmm. either one of them for him. So if that happens, then the Colts just really love to make it to the playoffs <laughs> and not win a game. Like, Because that's just what's going to happen. They're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. They maybe win a game with Matt Ryan. They're not going to be good enough. I mean, he's going to still make them successful and maybe this next year they just want to be successful enough to draw fans because they didn't have any fans this last year right you know all the little things like that i can understand why a team might want somebody so they can actually get some dollar bills coming in from what they didn't get from last year and maybe if they make the playoffs they get a little bit of extra here and there and i just don't think there's any real purpose in going for somebody like matt ryan when you're going to have to think about your future. I mean, Matt Ryan is not your future. He is, at the very best, a now guy that can right. maybe get you to the playoffs, and that's about it. Um, and if you, you got anything else on Matt Ryan, because there is one other little rumor that I heard, I think it was either today or yesterday, that I will let you know if you don't have anything else about Matt Ryan. I, only thing I have for Matt Ryan is I will never – be able to imagine Matt Ryan without Julio Jones. Uh, yeah, those two yeah. will be forever linked together in my mind. True. And when either one of them retires, it feels like I think they're going to both retire. They're like, you know what? I can't do this without <laughs> you, man. Uh, we're going to go on vacation together and we're going to see each other all the time. And we're never going to play football again. <laughs> but, I really hope they do that. <laughs> They got to make some commercials about them fishing in a boat. Right. Yeah. State farm, state farm, something. They got to do something together. That'd be great. That would be good. What did you have for a rumor? Okay. Well, this cannot be verified at all. <laughs> and I haven't looked Best it up. Rumors cannot be verified. This is complete rumor <laughs> from somebody 
that just flat out told me this, that that's what they heard. And mm. so take it for what that Giant is. Giant green assault, people. I heard, <laughs> yes, I heard that Russell Wilson wasn't happy in Seattle. Ah, yes, I did I hear those. And I know there okay. was a quote out there where they asked him, are you frustrated with Seattle? And he responded with, I'm frustrated with getting hit all the time. <laughs> that's not a yes. So that's that, not a no. <laughs> that just means I'd like to get a better offensive line, <laughs> or I'd like to go somewhere that gives me a better offensive line. Yes. But any type of thing like that, man, if if the Jets got Russell Wilson, mm. sign me up. I, I mean, I will take him all day over every quarterback that is listed over Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's probably the highest name right there right, on right. the list, right? I would take Russell Wilson over every single one of them. And honestly, I'd take him over. Well, obviously, I'd take him over Tom Brady because I can't stand Tom Brady. <laughs> well, yeah, different but story there. But I'd take him over almost every single quarterback in the league other than Aaron Rodgers and, if I'm being real, realistic, possibly Tom Brady. But Russell Wilson has a different set of tools as well. And I believe he is a leader as well. That's another guy that he's not the leader that Tom Brady is, but he is a leader on the field and you well, can tell he's a leader off the field as well because he was the Walter yeah. man, man of Walter that's, Payton that's man right. of the year for all his yep. charity and his work outside of football. And it was nice to see that because I got uh, to experience that firsthand before yep. he was yeah, ever he even in the NFL. He came in, uh, visited the UW Children's Hospital when my stepdaughter was in there and he came in and greeted everybody, said hi, got a picture, and uh, that was awesome uh, that he was able to do those things. And yeah. he's been doing it for a long time now, so it's well-deserved. He's a good man, yep. Well, um, I think that's it for quarterback-ish news, although it's kind <laughs> of quarterbacky, And I don't know if you have heard this, but... Even with all of the <laughs> destruction going on in Houston and the lack of leadership there and who knows what to expect, the, their quarterback <laughs> yeah. wants out, their coaches were terrible, apparently Josh McCown will be the head coach within three years, a quarterback, according to uh, somebody that I've been reading here. He is the coach-in-waiting um, I was hoping I, that I, we honestly, could get Josh McCown as an assistant coach of somewhere, but wow, I, that's the first I've heard of that rumor. If he, if he's a head coach, I think he'd be good at it. I think he, honestly, he should probably start out as like a quarterbacks coach or something like that. I think he is probably a better coach than he was a football player. Well, yeah, it doesn't I, take a lot. Kinda, I mean, he got on the field a lot, but he was never very successful. But he, I think he is he a very smart moments. quarterback, a smart, intelligent smart. Yep. guy who knows what's going on there, just doesn't have the physical and athletic tools to be able to do <laughs> what a lot of them should do out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was this off season before 2020 that we were both rumored, the Jets and the Eagles were both rumored, oh, we're going to bring on Josh McCown as a assistant of some kind or, you know, a quarterback yep. room coach. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. I do like that because everybody gravitated towards Josh McCown. And he just, he's, he's very charismatic. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, 
and it's fun. He he has fun with the game, and he has fun with the memes that are about him, and, and you know different things. <laughs> He's got you know so many different like his daughter's friends all wore different Josh McCown jerseys to school one day, and yeah. she didn't have enough but friends for the amount of jerseys not, yeah. that he has. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've noticed the Jets jersey was one of the ones that was missing, and I was pretty mad about that. Oh well, pretty upset. Maybe. That was upsetting, and so now I don't like Josh McCown anymore. Yeah, whatever, because of you'll, that, you'll always love Josh McCown. <laughs> now I got a question for you: okay. out of out of the two quarterbacks, out of the two quarterbacks that have been on almost every team, would you rather have Josh McCown as a coach or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ooh, as a coach, <sighs> that one's hard to say. Seems a little too. He <laughs> seems, Fitzpatrick seems a little too like. Almost too goofy, like too much. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Almost too... like he's not taking it seriously. <laughs> right, right. He feels like to me he would be like the offensive equivalent yet opposite of rep, what Rex Ryan was for the Jets. It would be like weird kind memes of, yeah. and making fun of him and everything, but also <laughs> super fun and you're not going to know what to expect. Um, yeah, uh, that That's a weird one. I mean... As of right now, I know Josh McCown has helped other guys. Not that Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. hasn't, oh, yeah. but we know Josh McCown has helped a couple of guys, you know, get their stuff together. And, yeah, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick would be fun to have on the team, but I'm not sure how much he would be helpful to the team as a whole. Uh, he, he'd have to be like, you know, an advisor to uh, the social media manager to a football team or something. But again, he's an Ivy League quarterback too, so I know he's super intelligent. He's smart. You got to know he's smart. But it's just something that I just thought of because they've both been on so many teams. But how many teams together? Well, that's something we have to look oh, up man. at some point. I don't know if, if you I put can count them together, how many different teams? Um, I, I have to say this, uh, network popped in the chat and says, Tom Brady is hammered. There's a video on Twitter. Uh, yes, the parade was today. I think they were doing like, uh, some of it on boats since, you know, it's still Florida and they can do that. Um, but network also said he was one step away from needing to be carried. Um, (laughs) that I will have to look up and watch. Uh, maybe I'll put a link to it if anybody else wants to. I'll put a link in the show notes, but that will be kind of funny uh, to see Tom Brady just straight up hammered. Um, (laughs) I I think Uh, we're through the quarterback talk. There's just a couple little, oh no, I got one more, one more thing that uh, I never realized, but for five years in a row, Jameis Winston's final pass of the season was a touchdown. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, I've also heard that Jameis Winston is very much on the radar for the Saints to be their starting quarterback next year, even though Taysom Hill did most of that work this last season. We all probably didn't think Taysom Hill was going to be the solution at quarterback for the Saints when he was retired. Taysom Hill Hill is a very um, Tim Tebow type of player like he's got a set of skills that can sure. work but like once teams figure it out it's not he's just not accurate enough he's not a good enough quarterback right he's a good enough at everything else that the that position can demand at times but he's got to be a quarterback and I think Jameis Winston he's not a great quarterback either 
but I feel like he is a better quarterback. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the best. I'm going to clip that. That's going to be our preview for this episode. I'll be like, what in the hell are they talking about? He's not a good quarterback, but he's a better quarterback. Uh, I, it's the only, I don't know why else to, he's got the better set of skills for the typical quarterback well, position to where I think Taysom Hill just is like a, a wild card. He can do yeah. certain things that other quarterbacks can't do. And I think if there's any chance at all for, for Winston to become a quarterback that it can be successful than other not just a 800 team. Or a 500 team. And I was going to say 8-8 eight and eight, and then I mixed it together. <laughs> Not just a 500 team. An 800 team would be great. That would be amazing. I mean, yeah, he's, he's no better than an 800 quarterback. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, bring him here good, then. Good. <laughs> uh, but, but no, if he did, if it would be the best scenario right now for him to be teamed up with Sean Payton. And maybe Sean Payton had a lot to do with the development of Drew Brees. We saw Drew Brees... With, with uh, the Chargers, too, and he sure. wasn't awful. But once he went to the Saints, it really did turn around a lot for him. So Dude, I want to see what happens with James Winston if he does become the quarterback for that team. Well, between learning from Drew Brees and being coached by Sean Payton and getting LASIK surgery this last off season, maybe this is <laughs> yeah. the perfect storm for James Winston. I mean, <laughs> fantasy-wise... Um, it could, it could end up good. If he is the oh, yeah. starting guy there, I will be looking at him very, very closely. Now, obviously, that find, will hinge. Find leagues that don't deduct for interceptions. And right, of course, good. of course. Well, even with that, I mean, if he can throw 35 Heck, touchdowns yeah. and 30 interceptions, whatever, I'll just take it. But, yep. uh, yeah, that that will be a very interesting uh, quarterback. He will be a definite Super flex option if he is the starting quarterback for the the Saints next year, and uh, okay. um, I'll I'll be looking closely at him. Okay, that's the end of the quarterback news. Unless somehow, <laughs> some way, network comes up with something uh, while we're talking about the rest of it. But there are a couple of rumors for the Jets that I haven't mentioned Yay. to you yet. <laughs> Apparently, among their free agent targets this coming year are Will Fuller and Juju Smith-Schuster. How much would you like to see either one of those on the Jets? Um. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement right there. I, I don't really want to see either one. <laughs> I'd rather just stick with what we have, honestly, because they just cause too much drama. Juju, way too much drama with the TikTok. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. And then with Will Fuller, I mean, one, he's got to stay healthy. And two, he did this healthy, last year got, because he was taking he's got to stay off. He's got to stay off the drugs. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll, he'll get suspended and we won't have him either way. So I honestly just rather go in a different direction. If we're not – Use one of our picks. Use one of our picks to get a, a really good wide receiver. Somebody that looks like DK Metcalf because we missed out on that. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we'll go to the only rumor for the Eagles that I have seen, and I do not understand this one. I don't remember if I told you about this one. I don't think I did. 
And <laughs> before I get to that one, of course, Network came up with something that we forgot to talk about in quarterbacks was Josh Rosen signed another one year deal with the 49ers. <laughs> That's it. He's a starter. He's going to win the Super Bowl with the Niners. That guaranteed. is exactly it. All right. Thanks, Network. I appreciate oh. that. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about Josh Rosen for very long. Um, the Eagles are expected to target Colts free agent running back Marlon Mack to pair with Miles Sanders. What? What? Why? I mean, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> So they do it. What's it matter? It's not, that's not even a rumor. It means nothing. I I just don't understand with what we already have. It, don't give up anything to get him. I don't, well, he's a free sense. agent. I, we would have to sign oh, him, so okay. I'm sure he wouldn't no, cost an arm and a don't leg. Don't pay but, money. Don't pay any money for him. But I thought Miles Sanders was supposed to be our workhorse, and we still have Boston Scott. Like that's that's who we used and we didn't use them very well so let's get another running back that we won't use but different coach. different coach you were 100 percent right there yeah hopefully they actually run the ball this year and we <laughs> actually have offensive linemen that make it onto the field so yeah that's true hot damn yep. it network here you go again he's talking about oh i could see ryan fitzpatrick on the 49ers there'd be one more <laughs> team he hasn't been on I don't know if McCown has been on the 49ers. Well. That'd be one more they can add to that list. <laughs> I think McCown is done playing football, though. But I don't think Fitzpatrick wants to stop. I think he wants to play. He's gonna. He's like the Tom Brady, but, like, <laughs> completely different. He is the Tom Brady of, Jesus, will you just stop playing, man? <laughs> like, you haven't won anything, and it's not going to happen. That's you the opposite of Tom look, Brady. <laughs> you always look promising, but at the end of the day, you end up missing the playoffs. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to know what the Dolphins would have done, though, I, if they I, wouldn't have gone to Tua. I, I think saying. they would have made the playoffs if Ryan Fitzpatrick were their possible. starter all year long. Uh, it'd be hard to argue against that. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. Apparently, Adrian Peterson has already started texting Tom Brady saying, I'm <laughs> trying to get a trophy on my resume. Come and get me, bring me to Tampa Bay. Um I, I guess they have. If they LaShawn have McCoy Leonard can get Fournette. one, he can get one too. <laughs> <laughs> they have two really decent running backs. What the? He doesn't need one. Just he'll don't. just take the place of LaShawn McCoy. McCoy will retire finally, and and I then guess. they'll just take another old running back that'll be inactive for most of the games. And why not? McCoy can just give Adrian Peterson the Super Bowl <laughs> ring, and then that'd be it. I mean, just... he's got two, and he didn't earn either one of them. Like, hey, hey, P, I got one of yeah, these. I got what do you one give extra one here, man. <laughs> oh, that is not right. All right, we 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 have to get out of here after that. Uh, we've talked a lot about quarterbacks, and guess what? It's not going to stop. There's way mm. too much off season. Uh, yeah, we'll start doing some deep diving and give you some real in-depth statistical breakdowns of some receivers and running backs and whoever else we feel like talking about on the coming episodes. <laughs> and then, of course, in you know, oh, what, like a month or so, guess what? We'll have to start talking about NFL draft time and Who's going to be a good rookie? Who's going to be a bad rookie? Who is going to be overdrafted, overhyped? It's coming. 
So we'll get you some in-depth, and then we'll get ready for NFL draft and all the free agencies. So, yeah, that's the plan from here on out, guys. I appreciate you stopping by on Twitch and listening to us in podcast land. And uh, we will see you in uh, approximately one week. So uh, don't forget (laughs) to stay fueled up after Tom Brady wins his 14th Super Bowl. Oh,